Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Alrighty, good morning everybody. It's Dave Neal and we got your morning rush hour ride. All the content in one place, entertainment news, a little Bachelor content for you on this December 22nd. It's Friday, folks. I got a special one for you today. Uh, You guys know I've been playing Christmas music. Some of it's boring, some of it's cool. But I just found myself in the Christmas, um, I guess, early 2000s hip-hop hybrid uh, uh, algorithm here, and I wanted to play a little bit of that for you. So I've got a few Christmas songs coming your way. Uh, Bachelor Clayton Eckerd paternity update, another document goes missing online, and some other strange news. So all of that in one place. Stick around. We got it all for you right here. I've entered the algorithm of Christmas music that now is splicing together early hip-hop mashups. So this TikTok account is called There I Ruined It, and this is their Apple Bottom Jeans Little Drummer Boy remix. Have a listen. Apple Bottom Jeans Boots with a fur The whole club Was looking at her Hit the floor, the next thing you know. Shawty got low, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Shardy Got Low, and that is a beautiful, they say they ruined it, but I kind of feel like they actually created a new beautiful song, Apple Bottom Jeans, mixed up with Little Drummer Boy. I've got one for you called Get Low to the Tune of a Holly Jolly Christmas, so I will be playing that for you on the back end of this episode if you can make it that far with me. Lots to get into today. Let's start off right away with a very quick and simple update on the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal rocking Bachelor Nation. The Medium article that was written as a response to Jane Doe, who wrote an article that contained a litany of mistruths uh, using my name in it and all of that. Well, the rebuttal argument uh, has been deleted. That's right, folks. It is gone, baby, gone. 
where could the article have gone? Now, what's interesting here, and this has been posted on the Justice for Clayton subreddit, is Regina Falange, the author who penned the rebuttal to the litigants' medium post. It's been removed for violating medium's terms of services, even though it actually does not. It was just somebody who responded to all of the quote-unquote accusations, cherry-picked comments, and everything that was uh, already posted on Medium. You know, I guess I could play that game and get my lawyer to threaten a lawsuit to Medium to take the initial thing down. People want me to do that, but it's just not a game I really want to play. To be quite honest, the original Medium article makes the author look so bad. If it encourages anyone to Google the actual story... My guess is, and what I'm betting on, is people will see me as a relatively reasonable uh, content creator as I kind of explain to everybody what's been going down with Clayton Eckerd. Well, that's where I stand, but either way, another document goes missing. Deleted into the ethers. And um, uh, I'm thinking there might be some ways to get it back up, but if you actually want, my YouTube channel has the, what I believe to be, 42-minute video of me reading Regina Falange's response, which, again, was done very, very well. All right, in other news, an appeals court is reinstating Spencer Eldon's uh, quote-unquote Nirvana baby child porno lawsuit. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit rules that Eldon can proceed with his lawsuit. Okay, you might remember the iconic image of a four-month-old baby chasing a dollar bill underwater with his, you know, pee-pee hanging out in his birthday suit, as it were. Well, not in 2023. That's called not having consent to use another baby's image. But hey, back in the 90s, Nirvana could just willy-nilly, you know, share a photo of someone's willy-nilly. Spencer Eldon's child porn lawsuit against Nirvana and other parties over the use of his image on the iconic Nevermind album cover has been reinstated by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. The decision comes more than a year after the lawsuit was dismissed by a California district court. According to the official summary of the new ruling, which was filed on Thursday, December 21st, the appeals court reversed the district court's decision because each Republican of child pornography may constitute a new personal injury. Eldon, oh, excuse me, <laughs> each Republican publication of child porn may constitute a new personal injury. Yeah, well, look, I mean, at the very least, can someone pay this guy? You know, you used him to market your album cover on one of the biggest, and, you know, maybe, maybe they've already paid him, and he's just um, a, a, a uh, sort of litigant that's abusing the system. I'm not really sure. But, hey, I mean, if it's going to the uh, next level of the court system, there must be at least a little bit of interest there. And maybe if he wins a big paycheck, he can uh, help uh, with the Rudy Giuliani uh, legal fund former Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani excuse me, files for bankruptcy protection, lists more than $100 million in debt. Yeah, that's right. Not looking good. Rudy, old Rudy, um, not the one with the red nose, the one with the empty bank account, files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in New York. The former New York City mayor listed debts that include a recent nearly $150 million civil judgment against him for defaming Georgia election workers. You know what I love most about that story? The second he lost the $150 million lawsuit, he continued lying and defaming them. And what did the two Georgia election workers do? They immediately sued him again. <laughs> hey, you love justice. Hey, hey, Georgia, where are my Georgians out, out there, right? This is justice, right? That he, he said lies about them. Uh, you can't do that. They proved it was lies to the tune of $150 million. Now, they're not going to receive nearly any of that. But hey, maybe they can peel off a million or two. Get them in a little milli, you know what I mean? 
2016. Giuliani had served as a lawyer for former President Donald Trump when Trump was trying to reverse his loss in the 2020 election to President Joe Biden. A judge on Wednesday ordered Giuliani to begin paying the election workers he slandered with false claims of them engaging in ballot fraud. So there he is. He's uh, going to be probably starting a GoFundMe to raise a few bucks for that old defamation suit. Doesn't he have defamation insurance? All right. Uh, anyway, we got a lot to jump into. We are just heating it up. So let's uh, go to a commercial break. We'll be back right after this. You know, it's a slow news week in Bachelor Nation when the biggest news story is that Braden Bowers shaves off his mustache. That's <laughs> where there isn't much going on. It's barrel scraping season. Uh, he shaves off his mustache. And I mean, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. I think he's announced he's moving to Tennessee. And also, I guess I should share the breaking news. I think I've already shared it, but I'm also moving to Tennessee. No, I'm not moving there because Braden is, although that would be pretty badass if I was. Uh, my wife and I decided to to buy a little home there, you know, the type of home we can build a nursery in. I've got a, I've got a, a double, I'm doubling the size of my recap studio. Uh, and I think I'm going to have better internet as well, better sound acoustics as all these Nashville homes were built for the music scene. But hey, how about a power recapper? Uh, we'll do that. So it'll be so nice to be on Central Time Zone because I'll be able to get East Coast Time Zone live, uh, l l l the, the live time to watch The Bachelor, which will be very nice. I'm considering this. Let, let me know. I, I, I truly need your feedback on this. Let me know, would you be a part of a live stream if I decided to live stream the East Coast Bachelor episodes? Now, hold on. I can't actually share what's happening on the TV screen as far as I can't share the actual Bachelor episodes. But if I live stream, say, a, a title card or something uh, that just says we're all watching it, would you guys want to chat within that live stream? Uh, it's, it's it, Basically, what I'm asking is, is there a demand for me to keep my live stream on during the two-hour episodes so people can leave comments uh, and kind of engage that way. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll let you guys decide. It's a democracy over here. I'm old Democratic Dave, but let me know. All right. And boy, you guys, you've heard this recently. You know I'm a big gold guy, right? You know I love treasure hunts. Well, how about this headline? Arkansas man finds 4.87 carat diamond at the Crater of Diamonds State Park. After finding what he thought was a piece of clear glass, one man was left shocked after he learned he had found a large diamond while at the Crater of Diamonds. All right, not to be bougie, but I want to know, what's the cut in clarity? Maybe it's foggy. Is it worth much? One Arkansas man has been celebrating after discovering the 4.87 carat diamond at Crater at Crater of Diamond State Park. What are the odds, by the way, that he finds a diamond in a Crater of Diamond State Park? I mean, geez, right? How random. Jerry Evans of Lepanto first visited the park in the spring. Within 10 minutes of being there, he picked up what he assumed was a clear piece of glass. As he put it, along with some other finds in his pocket and continued on with his day. I thought it might be a piece of glass. It was so clear, I really didn't know. We were picking up everything thinking it was a diamond. Even after Evans left, he kept thinking about the piece of clear glass and wondered if it might be something else. He then decided to send off the glass to the Gemological Institute of America to be looked at. Just a few weeks later, they reached out to him and said that his piece of glass was actually a nearly colorless diamond. When they called and told me it was real, I was tickled to death. All right, I know what everyone's wondering. What's it worth? He said, while I get many emails from people wanting me to identify something they found here, uh, to my recollection, this is the first time someone has contacted me after they've 
had a diamond identified by the GIA. I'm glad that Mr. Evans was able to bring his historic diamond back to the park to have it officially registered. Do you get to keep it? That's my question. Um, the diamond that Evans found is the largest registered find since a man from Maumel found a nine carat brown diamond back in 2022. Wild stuff. So they don't say what it's worth. I guess we'll just never know. Any diamond experts out there, please let me know. All right. I got a very strange story I'm going to bring to you guys. This was sent to me. I love a good strange story. It's, uh, was called the craziest story on the internet. And it is the story of why here's the metaphor. Everybody, and maybe this is something you can remember for 2024, believe in yourself and vote for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Here's the story on TikTok from Dylan Michael White. This is my favorite story on the internet right now. It's taken several months and multiple recounts to figure this out. It's the city council race in Rainier, Washington. Between this man, Ryan Roth, and this man, who is not the same man, although it's easily confusable, Damian Green. They were both running for election. Green has run before by a write-in campaign like a couple years back and lost, but apparently used to like ride his bike everywhere and like walk to houses to introduce himself to try to get votes. Roth, on the other hand, had never run before. He apparently ran like an all-out campaign. He bought TV ads, everything. It's just kind of wild because the final number of votes that were tallied in this entire campaign is 500. There were 533 votes. But there's a really important difference between these two candidates. That Ryan Roth, again, this man, voted by absentee ballot, but he put his ballot inside of his wife's purse. And he has kids and he has a job that apparently he works like a billion hours a week at. And so, like, eventually they realized when they were getting close to the election that they still had to mail the ballot. And then, like, at the very last moment, he was like, I just, I have to do this. Like, I've never missed a vote and I'm just gonna vote. And so he, like, takes his ballot out of his wife's purse and he goes and drops it off like hours before the deadline. On the other hand, Damian Green is apparently a man of high moral and ethical character, and he doesn't think that it's right for him to vote for himself. As he said in an interview, I don't think it's appropriate for me to do that because I don't like to toot my own horn. Can you guess where this is going? As results start coming in, Roth is leading by about 30 votes. Again, Roth is the one who voted for himself. And then suddenly it's down to 20 votes, and then it's down to 10 votes, and then suddenly everyone's like, hold up here. And finally, after multiple recounts of them being like, this cannot be right. Like, this can't be right. Roth wins by one vote because he voted for himself and Green did not. So there's the moral of the story, folks. Vote for yourself. Champion yourself. Put yourself first out there. Now, I don't mean be selfish, but, you know, you got to take care of yourself, whether it be go for that promotion or, you know, shoot for that, uh, you know, creative thing you've wanted to do. Vote for yourself. I'll tell you who voted for themselves. Bethany Frankel. She's worth so much money, as you guys know. Former Bravo star turned uh, skinny. Uh, what's it called? Skinny bitch. Margarita. Is that what it's called? I'm not swearing. I'm not saying the B word. It's her brand. Either way, she's back in the news. She said her vagina set off airport scanner. Look, I don't know. Maybe it's a platinum vagine. What do we got going on? Bethany Frankel says her vagina was the topic of conversation at the airport because her private parts set off a TSA body scanner. The Real Housewives of New York star says she was going through the security checkpoint point before her flight to Aspen when her vagina caused a delay. I didn't know what to call it there. Either way, let's have a listen to what she had to say. So we go through security and I have boots on. It was TSA approved. So they're like, don't worry, they'll go through unless there's metal in them. So I go through and I beep. I take off the boots. I come back through. Is it the jewelry? No, I go back, I come back through. They said, you're still beeping. I had nothing on. 
all of a sudden you see the screen and it just shows a square, a red square over my vagina. And Bryn, Bryn starts cracking up and the woman looks at me and she goes, so yeah, I have to pat you down. And that's like what buzzed off. And I looked at her, I go, I, I don't have anything there. I don't know what to tell you. Bryn is crying, laughing, like the whole line is laughing. We're not sure. And so Bryn just asked me, what did you just ask me? I did not put anything in there. Yeah, no, I don't have anything metal in my wazoo. So All right, there it is. There's is your breaking news. Nothing metal in the wazoo. Hey, maybe she's got a high mercury count or something. I don't know. I don't, I'm not really a scientist. I don't know how it works. All right, here's your update on John Schneider. Remember him, the Dukes of Hazard star? Um, uh, last episode, and boy, in the moves, the, the news travels fast. Last episode, he called for uh, Biden to be hanged, uh, and now the Secret Service is aware of this. An investigation is likely. Here's the update. Schneider just released another statement saying, seriously, folks, this is my final comment on this. I I neither said nor implied any such thing, despite headlines claiming otherwise. In my post, I absolutely did not call for an act of violence or threaten a U.S. president as many other celebrities have done in the past. I suggest you reread my actual post and pay attention to the words before believing this nonsense. He then said, it's my position, which I am entitled to have, that some of our nation's leaders in Washington have lost their way and corruption runs rampant, both on our nation's borders and abroad. Transparency and accountability must happen in order for our constitutional republic to survive there is no threat implied or otherwise in that statement and there he is backpedaling i mean here's what he said mr president i believe you are guilty of treason and should be publicly hung all right well look i guess i guess he's got a point he said that he should be he didn't say that he will okay all right either way uh he's probably at home waiting for the fbi to tear down his wall what can you do folks you know what i mean all right. A U.S. jury uh, says Disney owes $600,000 in a copyright trial. Oh, boy. I think they've got enough money to pay up uh, with that premium membership service they have. We'll have this story and a couple others. I've got more. I've got the French president in the news. And I've also got, don't forget, I'm going to end today with Get Low to the tune of a Holly Jolly Christmas. That and more right after this. I got to tell you, it's been so nice this Christmas season, knowing I'm not traveling for the holidays. Normally, my wife and I will go back to her family in northern Kentucky or be traveling somewhere. It's always hectic. We're checking the dog in. We're, you know, my emotional support animals are running around. It's just an absolute craziness. Uh, but since we're moving in January, we, we have nowhere to go. We're just packing up bags and spending the rest of our time here. Pretty soon, we'll have the kitchen packed up. We'll be living off of uh, ramen noodles and to-go food. It's going to be quite the dream if you ask me, but I hope you guys are uh, are enjoying the Christmas season. And don't forget, it's all about giving uh, gifts to others that you love. And sometimes that gift is your time, your energy, your presence. And uh, I want to thank you guys for all of your presence. Uh, and by that, I mean your support of my channel and for clicking on this podcast. I understand there are hundreds of thousands of options for shows you can watch it humbles me. I have no idea why you guys even tune in. I, I truly don't. I appreciate it. I didn't know that this would be as successful as it's been this year. I'm going, I take it so seriously. You know, I mean, I'm having fun with it, but at the same time, I truly want to continue to give you guys a product worth tuning in for. So I don't know if there's anything I can do uh, or if there's something that's working or not working. By all means, I might not listen to your opinions, but I do appreciate them. You might be onto something. Maybe, maybe you love 
love some weird segments or hearing me rant more about my mom. Apparently, it was a big hit when I was talking about my mom sneaking in the uh, picture frames of my uh, fourth grade art class, trying to just, you know, yard sale me stuff for Christmas. Well, here's what I've decided to do. The next time I go home to see my family, I'm going to sneak those picture frames back into my mom's house and I'm going to hang them somewhere out of her reach and just hope that she never addresses it. That's my plan. Petty, sure, but that's what family's all about. All right. As I promised, the U.S. jury says Disney owes 600000 in motion capture copyright trial. This news just came out. Disney should pay six hundred grand in copyright damages for using another company's motion capture technology to make its 2017 live action remake of Beauty and the Beast, a federal jury in California said in a verdict. By the way, that doesn't even sound like that much money. The jury awarded Reardon more than 250000 in actual damages and recommended that Disney pay Reardon more than 345000 of its profits from the film. Uh, I guess Reardon is a company that uh, developed software and they did not have the right permission for Disney to uh, use that for the beast. Uh, Disney spokesperson said that the company was gratified that the jury properly rejected Reardon's request for $38 million in profits. Yeah, that's a little too much. Hey, but hey, 600 is better than a sharp stick in the ass, right? How does that saying go? All right. Uh, Macron, the French president, says Gerard Depardieu is a victim of a manhunt following fresh allegations. French President Emmanuel Macron said Wednesday, French film icon Gerard Depardieu accused of rape, had become the target of a manhunt as the actor faces fresh scrutiny over sexist comments. Uh, You will never see me participate in a manhunt, Macron told the France 5 broadcaster when asked about possibly stripping the actor of a state award. I hate that kind of thing. The award, France's Legion of Honor, which Depardieu received in 1996, is not a moral tool, Macron said. Last week, French culture minister Rima Rima Abdul-Malak said the actor's behavior shamed France, noted that he might be stripped of the Legion, the country's top award. Depardieu, an icon of French cinema with more than 200 films to his name, was charged with rape in 2020 and has been accused of sexual harassment and assault by more than a dozen women. So, okay, we'll have more on um, Macron, uh, excuse me, on Gerard Depardieu as it comes out. I only know him from the, uh, I believe, 1990s movie, which starred a very young Catherine Heigl. Uh, My Father the Hero. Do you remember that one? One of you guys knows what I'm talking about. And boy, was that a good one. An absolute winner. All right. In other news, what do we have left? I mean, we're running out of content here. Uh, I will be making a podcast for Christmas. And as you know, Christmas falls on a Monday. So if you happen to be traveling or maybe you're a single dad and you don't have the family on Christmas, I understand everyone's got different circumstances. Hey, maybe maybe you're Jewish, you don't celebrate Christmas. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be joining joining my Jewish friends here in Los Angeles and going to get Chinese food. That's absolutely what I'm going to be doing on Christmas. Uh, we're going to be uh, soaking up all of our favorite food spots in our final weeks out here. Uh, but either way, I will have content for you. It'll be a little Christmas uh, message for you, which will include you know all of my gratitude for the best present I could receive this year. And the absolute best present that I could receive this year as a little bit of a a cheat sheet sneak preview, is 
every single one of you. I just, I couldn't still be doing this podcast if I didn't have your support. And I thank you all so much in advance for that. What a year it's been. All right. Well, I have a great afternoon episode coming for you later. I've got some white hot content. It's going to be a blast. Uh, But in the meantime, let's end the morning off right. This is from the Knowledge Ninja. Ninja. It's called Get Low to the Tune of a Holly Jolly Christmas. Happy Friday, everybody, you filthy animals. Five, six, seven, eight. To the window, to the wall, till the sweat drops down my balls, until all these bitches crawl. Ah, skeet, skeet, goddamn, getting crunk in the club she's working. I like to see them females twerking, taking their clothes off, bucking naked. ATL ho, don't disrespect it. Three, six, nine, down she fine Hoping she can suck it to me one more time Bring your ass right over here, ho And let me see you get low To the window, to the wall Till the sweat drops down my ball Oh, by golly, skeet, skeet Garbage. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.